So today, um, it is the last weekend that the big water park and more, uh, where I live, is open. Um, mm-hmm. So we hadn't been this year, and we were like, "Oh, let's let's go do it." Uh, it was my first time going. Um, much more impressive than I would have thought it was. Is that the Little River one? Like uh, the free, it's a free. No, it's call. It's six dollars for more residents um, or people with more residents. Hey, hey, or uh, ten dollars a person without more residents. Oh, okay. Um, it's called. I think it's called the Central Park Water Park. Um, but it's right by our house, and it was much more impressive. It's got like three water slides, um, a lazy river, a big pool, like an Olympic size with a diving board and like a ten foot board and then it's got like a big splash pad with like ankle deep water mm-hmm. Sounds like so fun. much more impressive than i thought it was um but when we got there our my our five-year-old was like oh let's do the lazy river and i was like yeah let's do that lazy river yes let's just do that all day let's just well and we basically did here's the thing the name is misleading when you're with a five-year-old mm-hmm yeah, that's a lot of work. He wanted to climb on everything. He wanted to go fast and then go slow. And uh, he kept like like diving underwater, which he's not great at yet. <laughs> he's good, but he's not great he at just it. Trusts you. So he he like dives underwater and then like comes up under people. Yeah. Um, and then Classic. he wants to like run basically the whole time because you can go super fast because you can go with the current. I'm like, this is not the, the lazy river. This is. I wanted to float on my back with my eyes closed for like two hours. Mm-hmm. This is not called the high energy river. Yeah, son. We son were probably. Of mine. I mean, we were there for four hours. We probably spent maybe three of it in the lazy river. <laughs> um, he did the water slide for a little while. I'm back. You're back. I can hear you breathing. Uh, he so weird. Water slide three or four times, uh, and it was finally big enough. Um, but then like, you don't climb the stairs anymore, which I get. So we went right back to the lazy river and we're just lazy, but not, yeah, we weren't, we're exhausted. The exhausted river. And I was so excited. I heard we were going to the lazy river. So excited. (laughs) Well, maybe someday you can really just veg out on the river. Yeah. Veg out on the lazy river. Uh, I said to my wife at one point, I was like, I'm going to be really sad when this day comes, but someday He's not like gonna want to hang out with us here. Mm-hmm. He's gonna want to hang out with his friends. So, like, I guess we should enjoy it while we while it lasts. But also, like, know that there are days coming when we'll just be able to like chill in the lazy river while he's with his friends. With his friends, you can be Amy and Alan while he is Corey, or hopefully not Corey. Yeah, hopefully not any of the Matthews. Yeah, he can be Sean. Maybe Angela. <laughs> Maybe. She seems like the best one. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the one with like the most normal parent-child relationship. Um, I guess. It hasn't really been explored in the show yet. Oh, yeah. Hers is weird, too. But uh-huh. Maybe yeah. the most normal? Um, we know nothing about Rachel. No. No. I mean, Corey and Eric have a normal family relationship, but they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know anything about theirs as normal, because look how they turned out. Mm-hmm. Something's up. Something mm-hmm. in the water. Probably lead in the pipes, honestly. It's an old house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When this boy meets wild.
brought to you by the Alliance Rubber Company, unless someone real decides to sponsor. This is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. I had to Google before we started, who makes rubber bands? Yeah, who knows? They're just always there, and I never know where they come from. Alliance Rubber Company. Been making them since, hold on, hold on. They've been making them since 1923, which isn't as long as you would think. Yeah, that's not that long. In America, we tend to think things are really old when they're not even 100 years old. Yeah, maybe there's other ones, but the first one on Google is Alliance Rubber. So they're who I'm going with. Maybe they just do the best job. Surely. Well, Chance, I already feel the effects of the podcasting environment taking its toll on me as I'm sinking into um, just, you know, my cadence, the way that I speak, the things that I'm more free of talking about. Now that I'm here in this podcast with you and my willpower to kind of resist those things is fading by the second. What's happening? The environment of the podcast is shaping who I am as a person. I can't escape it. You can't escape it. You clearly can because you had no idea what I was talking about. No, I was very confused. That was a a highbrow joke for our lowbrow show. (laughs) It's what the episode was about. Was it though? Was it? It's what the episode brought up. <laughs> the episode was more about watches, cheese, chocolate. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Swiss. <laughs> we should have been brought to you by the Swiss. Um, You know, they just, Alliance Rubber Company was paying more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that we, we follow the money. You would think with those bank accounts that the Swiss could really afford to put something up mm-hmm. for the, these advertising moments. But I guess not. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. Alliance Rubber Company. That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. It's always money in, in rubber. Oh, always. There's <laughs> always money in rubber. <laughs> Mandalay Industries. Think of that every single way you can possibly think about listening mm-hmm. to health. That's what we mean. There's always money. <laughs> it's true, though. Oh, so how you doing? Other than being exhausted from a lazy river. Yeah, the laser river really took it out of me. Um, when we got home, I kept expecting like second wind to kick in, and it, it did not. Hmm, that's a bummer. It did not. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. I was sick this I'm week good. for a couple days. Um, which funny is on Monday, I told my wife, "Man, I just need a cold, like one that gets me a fever, so they won't let me come into work." But like. <laughs> I'm still, I'm fine, so I can just stay home and play some video games, Um, because I haven't really done that. And then, like, on Tuesday, or on Monday while I was at school, I was like, why do I feel like crap? What's happening? Did I bring this upon myself? I think you did. Um, But it was one of those sicknesses where I just slept for, like, two days straight. I didn't even play any video games. Ah, bummer. Well, say love you. I was bummed, though, when I got back to school on Thursday, um, I got there and they're like, it's our Friday, everybody. And I was like, what? What are you guys talking about? Uh, turns out we had a four-day weekend. Did not know. Yeah. I thought we'd have a three-day weekend. but Four-day four. weekend. Four-day weekend. So I told my wife, I was like, I was cheated out of my sick video game playing time. So on Friday, my intention is just to play video games. She was like, Healthy. that's fair. Healthy video game time. Yes. Um, so I did get my video game time on Friday, not when I was sick. Good. I'm happy for you. So 
Yeah, I also did because I was also off. I uh, I only worked like two days this last week. That's I still got two days off. Half as many as me. It's true. You worked four. What a racket. Um, but I'm doing okay too. Not that you asked. I was uh, about to. I hadn't finished. <laughs> um, no, we made ribs tonight, and they were so good. You did not uh, feel the need to share. No, no, I didn't. No one's no one's sick, so we're you know we're quarantined. Shame. Got a perimeter around the house. I'll eat COVID ribs. <laughs> good old COVID ribs. What's the worst that could happen? We have taken to um, when we're very tired, as we were tonight, just like. Cutting up some chicken, throwing it into a skillet with, like, cooking it, obviously. And then just filling it with whatever veggies we've got. Mm-hmm. Like, tonight it was uh, asparagus, carrots, broccoli, and snap peas. Yeah. Normally there's some kind of squash, but there wasn't tonight. And just, like, cooking it up and then pouring some kind of sauce on it. Stir-fry sauce, General so sauce. Tonight was orange chicken sauce from Panda Express. Mm-hmm. And then just serving that over rice. Sounds good. We're big good. fans of the mandarin sauce from Panda. The teriyaki sauce. They don't call it that anymore. Oh, but it's, it'll always be mandarin to me. Is what it is. No, that's a, always a good plan. This was not a whatever we've gotten, throw it in the pan. This was like all day prep. Yeah, that's right. Like creating the dry rub from scratch. And letting them sit in scratch, it all day. Like you had then, the plants and like you chopped them up. and We didn't do that. Not that much of scratch. Uh, roasting them in the, uh, cooking them in the oven for a while and then putting them on the grill to get that nice finish. Mm-hmm. We made our own salad dressing to go in the salad. It's what? like we, my wife's grandma got us an immersion blender for our wedding 10 and a half Ooh. years ago. And we've never used it. <laughs> but today, we would use that all, de- all the time. But today we did, and we're like, we should have been using this for the last 10 and a half years. But we put you put a cup of oil, like light, we did light olive oil, you could do avocado oil, and then you crack an egg and put the egg at the bottom, and you set the immersion blender all the way down on top of it, and turn it on, and it just whips up that egg, and it just turns, you have to have it all the way down, and it turns it into mayonnaise, like a really light mayonnaise, and then we added... Uh, several other things like coconut milk and different herbs and things. And it's just this really good creamy salad dressing. That sounds delightful. It was just amazing to see it though. Cause the first time we didn't put it down all the way and we're like, this doesn't look right. But yeah, then the second time it was like these milky white clouds were just billowing slowly out from underneath the immersion blender. I wish I had known you had an immersion blender you wouldn't have used because I would have tried to snake it from you years ago. Oh, well, we're using it now, so tough. I know. Tough cookies. Immersion blenders are the best. You can make the best tomato soup with those. Mm, Yeah, blend up some tomatoes. Yeah, there's a few recipes on the TikToks. Mm -hmm. I recommend them. Good to know. To make a great tomato soup for your uh, grilled cheese. Oh, yes. Um, But we're not here to talk about immersion blenders. Um, are we? Know. Maybe we are. Is this uh, immersion immersion blender world fever? Uh-huh. It might be. <laughs> Tune in next week for more immersion blender recipes. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I'll get some. Today you learn I've how to al- make mayonnaise. I've always wanted to do the thing where you cut the top off of a watermelon and then just take an immersion blender to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just kind of uh, blend up all that watermelon stuff inside. And then mix some alcohol in there. 
Maybe. I'm just then you tap it, and then you drink it. Oh, my. I don't need all that. Well, you mean you share it. You don't drink it all yourself. Oh, okay. That would kill you. You never maybe. know. I don't know. I guess I would, I would not want to find out if that would kill you. As we both drink our alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about them. They're the same as they've been the last two weeks. Yeah. Just listen back. Just, yeah, go back. Weeks. Um, but here we are, continuing our watching and discussing of season six of Boy Meets World. I need season to think six. of something that can distract us. Season six, episode four. I'm blanking on the name. Boy Meets World 604. Friendly Persuasion. Friendly Persuasion. That's so nice. Nothing friendly in this episode and very little persuading. Yeah. Yeah. Just not a great name. I've got, I, I think I actually do know what I want to name this episode. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear it. It's in stark contrast to the actual title, which I didn't even know. Yes. Friendly Persuasion. I'll give us a synopsis, the old synop, and then we can start talking about it. Um, Sean and Angela break up. They both seem fine with it. Corey's very upset that Angela's not his friend, despite never really being super friendly with her. Um, and he's really dramatic about it. Um, and then Feeney goes back to school. Yes. And that's it. That's it's, it. I like that part. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we will. Because that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here we're to do. We're going to go scene by scene. <laughs> sure. Discuss the things that happen in the episode. I don't know this season what's going on but i feel like scene by scene is like kind of getting away from me. maybe i'm finding more of the scenes like useless <laughs> I'm finding them trouble. useless yeah maybe i'm more, finding more scenes useless i'm just having trouble like the order of events in my head mm-hmm. yeah i'm kind of there with you it's like is there something different with the way they're telling the story um just kind of their approach to just the structure or the comedy or something, or it's just, yeah, it just doesn't stand out as much, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's because we haven't had that like big episode yet, mm -hmm. which, which seems weird because like they got engaged yeah. ago, and we got a new cast member, so it seems weird that there hasn't been a big episode. Yeah, and we still haven't at this point. Yeah, it, I mean, at least that's the way it feels. I don't know, but like right now, like I don't feel like we start at freshman orientation. But if we don't, I don't know where else we start. That's where we start. Okay. It doesn't. It, see, it feels like that's like a middle scene. Yeah, but it definitely starts with Corey and Topanga making out on the couch in the student union. Okay, I guess it starts there. Because the chubbies is gone, so they don't have anywhere to make out in public. Yeah, it's true. Now they've got to do it at the student union, I guess. Um, I have um, been listening to Pod Meets World. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, they're delightful. And it's just, it's difficult to, like, I only intended to listen for a couple episodes, but I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Rats, Chance, they gotcha. They gotcha with their cult of celebrity. Um, I don't know what cult of celebrity means, actually. I don't think that's what it is. But Topanga has recently talked about it, and a few interesting things have come from that. Can you run at that again? So uh, Danielle has recently been talking about how often she has with Ben. And interesting things have come from that, that I just quickly highlight, even though we are not a Pod Meets World podcast okay. reviewer. Um, but I did find it interesting that apparently Ben has like some snack he really liked, and they were kind of vague it is, that makes his breath awful. 
Like, so it's been rumored for years that they would like eat crappy stuff to try to mess with each other while when they had to make out in scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Danielle said that's not true. That she knows of, that she can remember. That's not true. They were actually very like clinical about having to kiss, but she would have to tell him um, several times. She would have to tell him several times, like, we have to make out this Friday, so don't eat the whatever. (laughs) Um, Which I find delightful. And also interesting that apparently Ben and Danielle went out on one date, their entirety of Boy Meets World. Um, And it was like season five or six, so right around this time. Mm -hmm. And they were both just thinking like, well, maybe. So apparently they went out on this date. And it was like being at a business dinner. Like <laughs> they were friends, but they were definitely work friends. So they uh-huh. never dated ever. Nice. So apparently there was no real romantic chemistry. Oh, could have fooled me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Ben was very excited he got to make out with Danielle Fishel. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> many people were quite envious. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I thought those were interesting. Uh, interesting notes. Um, the latest episode, they interviewed Lance Bass because apparently uh, Danielle dated him for a good chunk of um, later seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he realized he was gay on their prom night when they were supposed to go to a hotel room. <laughs> I think I saw an article about that. And then I just remember someone saying like, or the joke of like dating to like dating Topanga made me realize I was gay or something like that. And someone was just like, Topanga made me realize I was gay too. There's a woman that was saying that, um, which I thought was funny. But yes, Corey and Topanga are just making out on the couch. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable. So I know we have some younger listeners. If you're going to college and you have a, you know, your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend there, don't just make out with them in front of God and everyone in the student union. You know, yeah, that's true. But also, it makes stories. I guess. I cannot tell you the amount of times late at night working at Hastings that people are just making out in line. I hate it. I mean, it wasn't like a lot, lot, but like 10 or 11 times probably. I don't really remember that. I didn't work there as long as you. Yeah, I worked there like five years. Yeah, well... I, I just, it's not, it's not a pleasant thing to be around. It's just kind of like, okay, guys, that's enough. Um, and Sean and Angela are there behind them. And it's essentially like, well, hey, we're a freshman orientation. We're supposed to be like talking to other people. Angela's mm-hmm. like, do you want to make out? And Sean's like, no, I want to meet other, meet people. Yeah. Here's the thing. About this whole thing. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, Sean is, like, wanting to, like, experience college and meet new people and, like, not miss out on anything. And Corey and Topanga are just making out the whole time. And Angela just wants to make out the whole time. And I'm over here thinking, like, Sean is correct here. Mm-hmm. Like, you could make out anytime and do your meet your old friends anytime. But, like, go experience life. Yeah, meet some new people. <laughs> Make some connections. Get to know some people. Like that's, that's the fun. Um, but then Sean does the whole this is my friend Angela thing. And I'm not on Sean's side either. Yeah. That's like instantly. Okay, Sean. Like, 
that's a dick move. Mm-hmm. I did get name dropped in the episode. That's true. It's the vile temptress Cameron. <laughs> the vile temptress Cameron. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Sean, Sean getting it was a major dick move, but at the same time, why aren't you guys out there exploring who you could be? Mm-hmm. Even doing that together, like. It's nice to have someone there you know, but then mm-hmm. also meeting new people. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's it's an exciting, interesting time. Yeah. And I really like Angela, but her reaction is just a little like, it's a little much for me. <laughs> just like, oh, you want to meet new people, and I'm not new people. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I feel like it felt very forced. Yeah. This, this setup felt very forced. Um I really like Angela through the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I'm just kind of like, okay, like I can understand being upset. Like I really can. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It was like, he, he deserves you to be upset with him. Um, but let's just calm down <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Like being mad at him for wanting to like get a well-rounded like life experience. <laughs> I don't know. And the whole show is beating up on Sean for this, but they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we really will get into it with Corey throughout the episode, which is like, okay, Corey, you really need to stop. Yeah. You need to, you, you need to chill the F out. Mm-hmm. Slow your roll, man. Um, um, so they're kind of disagreeing, having this, this disagreement. And then Corey and Topanga come up and they're like, boy, these freshman orientations, um, just great, great stuff. And then the scene kind of ends there more or less. Yeah, it just kind of ends there. The next scene is the next scene in the Eric stuff. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should just talk about the two plots. Yes, they're kind of connected in a way. Are they? Sort of. Thematically. Yeah, because you can kind of consider what Sean and Angela are going through is kind of a nature versus nurture thing. Yes, I do suppose. I, I could see that. It's um, not like a great connection. No, but it's better than some episodes that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, but let's just pretend it's the Eric's. Okay. Um, it may may not be. It may be. I think these are going to go real fast because while this is probably the more pleasant of the two plots, it's still not, not a like, whole lot going on. No. But Jack is like, hey, that guy behind us, doesn't that look like Mr. Feeney? He's like, I, we've been over this. He's moved away. I've moved on. That chapter of my life is closed, and I started a new chapter. This chapter is called Chapter Five, mm-hmm. um, which is the chapter of uh, Xenoblade. You're on, yes? No, I'm on Chapter Six now. Oh, that's right. You started six. Okay, I finished Chapter Five. I'm so proud. Are you on Chapter Six? I'm on seven. Oh, yeah, seven's the last one. It is. It is. Um, I have I have crested 105 hours crested it um gently crested it of playtime uh so i'm getting money i'm probably somewhere close to 70 wow i'll have to check i must just be going slow or something you slept for two days yeah i don't know but, but you're not 30 yes. hours behind me but chapter five yes chapter or as five. we call it <laughs> when the proverbial hits the fan i feel like they say that uni says that in the game uh, like this is when the proverbial hits the fan Oh, in chapter five, I believe she says that as it hits the fan. It does hit the fan. Um, but yeah, so uh, what's her name? Rachel. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're right. He does look like the guy in the poster over your bed. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And then he like looks back and he's like, you see Feeney sitting there. And he's like, how do you think that kid looks like Feeney? <laughs> he's like, I'm going to ask him a question only Mr. Feeney would know. Are you George Feeney? It's me, you moron. That's correct. <laughs> but Feeney has returned from his retirement to go back to school. Yeah, but to I take guess. an undergrad developmental psychology class, this is not how school works. You don't go back for an undergrad. No, he's already done that. <laughs> you get, like, your undergrad is your key to do whatever you want in grad school. See? Here's another strike against Pembroke. What the heck are they doing? Why but, is this man here? But I think that's more of a strike against Feeney. I, I mean, he's saying, I'm going to go back to school. And they say, hey, you're a very well-educated man. You know exactly what you're doing. Let's put you in this, under, <laughs> this undergrad developmental psychology class. Maybe Feeney wants to get his counseling degree and needs it as a prerequisite. Yeah, a prereq. Oh, maybe be a counselor. Maybe... He said, I'm here to take some classes. And they say, oh, he's a handsome old chap. And our dean has been in a real bad mood lately. And I think if we get him in that class, he can work his little mustache man magic. This is this is canon. This is what happened. <laughs> this is why he's in that class is because whoever is the registrar or whoever puts him in that class to get him hooked up with Dean Bolander. Yeah. We're like, I got to get the dean out of my back. She needs to get a lead. <laughs> This seems like a man who does that. He gets it. He goes camping. He doesn't fish. You do the math. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Feeney is in the class and everyone's excited. And then the dean comes in and she's not having it this mm-hmm. morning. She doesn't check her attitude at the door. And he's just like, oh my. <laughs> and Eric looking at him and going, down boy. <laughs> um is very good. Mm-hmm. And um, so they get an assignment that they're going to be working in partners. And Eric is instantly just like, I call Jack. He's like, I got you. So I knew you're going to pick Rachel. So I got to you before you could get to her. He's like, why didn't you just ask Rachel? He's just like, who knows how my mind works. Yeah, he's like, I don't have a lot of control over what's going on up here. But Rachel goes with Feeney, which mm-hmm. makes perfect sense to me. Because a girl like Rachel in Choose Your Own Partners is like, if she doesn't have a friend, she's like dreading her whole life. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, every creepo is going to come ask her. Yeah. It's just like, I need to make the move so that the move is not made towards me. It's true. And so she does. She goes yeah. with the safe option of the 60-year-old man. Yeah. I forget how old Feeney is. We, uh, I think we put him somewhere in his 60s at this point. Yeah, I'd say early. Maybe 62? Yes. Um. So they're doing a project. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to a later scene where they're going to be doing their project. Um, it's sort of about the effect of the in- your environment mm-hmm. on the choices that you make. Um, and she's like, who wants to go first? And Mr. Feeney just yeah. instantly throws Rachel's his hand. like, no, not first. I can't go first. He's like, trust me. Teachers love the first timers. <laughs> He's like, they'll be impressed with our initiative and we will set an impossibly high bar. For the rest of the class. And she's just like, I can't. I can't do it. And Feeney's just hand raised. Yeah. 
so they go up there and uh rachel has a very normal fear of public speaking Mm -hmm. not angry at her for it yeah feeny's just like you can do it like we've practiced you know all of the stuff Mm -hmm. um and then he like slowly takes over well she forces him to take over Mm -hmm. because she's not saying anything but he just slips right into teacher mode Mm -hmm. and he's like talking and then um the dean says something yeah he basically says like a criminal who goes back to where they're from doesn't have to be a criminal again Mm -hmm. and the dean says like you think that environment has no effect and he's like uh, there will be a time for questions later, and a hand raise wouldn't kill you. <laughs> yes. And she's like, excuse me? <laughs> she's like, uh, sorry. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh my. I'm so Oops. Whoopsie. <laughs> um, and then Rachel's like, I can't continue with our project, like, because it's wrong. Uh-huh. And he's like, you've overcome your environment. She's like, yeah, but you haven't. Yes. Which none of this is how nature versus nurture works. <laughs> no, it's really not. But, you know, we'll give him props for trying, I guess. Give him, give him props for trying. I mean, P- Feeney wasn't born to be a teacher. He wasn't like... Yes, he didn't come out of the womb. Nature is not like things you do. It's like, were you born to be? Now, we actually do know that what you, who you're born to be has a huge effect because a lot of study has been done on like twins separated at birth. Um, And it's actually kind of uncanny how they can grow up in like entirely different families, but still like kind of, especially politically kind of like end up in the same area. Hmm, Interesting. Which, yeah, I find really, really fascinating. Yeah. I know a lot of talk of like that sort of thing about people like nature versus nurture, tabula rasa. How do we learn all of those things? It's like, you know, pretty core to education. Mm-hmm. So I've like learned a lot about it. And so there is just a lot of like, how does it work? Yeah. Uh, we don't know for sure, but we're, this is, we're just building off of whatever happens to be there. Um, what's really fun. We haven't mentioned this. I don't think, but um, the Dean is played by Bonnie Bartlett, who is um, Bill Daniels, actual wife. Yeah. I think we mentioned that in the first episode she's in where Eric has the interview with her. Yeah, that was at the end of season four. Yeah, that was a while ago. That's kind of crazy that she's now back, having been gone for a whole season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but she is Bill Daniels' real wife. Um, there's also a Pod Meets World episode where they both talk to the cast. How nice is that? Yeah. That's probably why they didn't accept my invitation to come on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just say one more thing about the podcast, and then I'll stop talking about it. But it is kind of funny because... Feeney keeps like like saying like I don't know, and then I would assume because it's not a visual medium, but I would assume looking at his wife, and then she answers the question for him. It happened like <laughs> five or six times during that episode, where he'll be like, oh, I don't and then she'll like pipe in and answer the question. Well, that's just sweet. Yeah, it very much was like she's the keeper of his life or something. Mm-hmm. Can I answer that? <laughs> yes, you can answer that. Um. Yeah, so uh, that was they have a very cute dynamic on that episode, at least. Mm-hmm. And they have a very nice, cute dynamic on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she will be the dean for the rest of the show. Yes, um, whoever that other dean was. Um, I guess Good riddance were, to him. They were like the freshman dean, maybe. Maybe 
Now they've got the dean of the rest of the school. Yeah, I don't know. This is my second favorite dean of all television. The first one being Communities Dean. Uh huh. Dean Craig Belton. Dean. You know, we're just putting something together. Last night, my wife and I watched a movie called The Way Way Back, and he's in that movie. Uh huh. Um, he's very funny in that movie. But in that movie, like a kid is at his step, well, soon to be stepfather's beach house for the summer, and it sucks. So he finds refuge in a water park that is managed by like a totally cool dude who like takes him under his wing for the summer and like that water park becomes his refuge. And then today my wife and I decided to go to a water park. Mm -hmm. You were so influenced advertising, babe. You got incepted. You don't even know how. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't put that together until right now. (laughs) Was this a movie with your son? No, no, it's an adult movie. Oh, I just never, you never, I never know. Uh, the way, way back. I recommend it to, uh, people. It's good. It's, it's good. It's kind of like got an indie vibe to it. Okay. Um, it was from like 2013, something like that. It's from way, way back. Yeah. Uh, it's named after the the seat in a station, like a wagon. station wagon that's facing backwards. Oh. I've had to sit in one of those before. Yeah, that's the way, way back. Those are kind of fun. Yeah, I thought I would. Really, I, I think I would enjoy it. Uh, my wife said she would throw up. Yeah, that's the that's the tricky part. Um. So that's the end of Feeney and Rachel's presentation. Then we cut to the next scene within where it opens with Jack <laughs> and Eric. Watches, cheese, chocolate. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Swiss. And then Eric is just, or, Fien- or Jack is next to him, just like making these exasperated faces. He's like, Eric, we were supposed to prove something. And the dean goes, he did. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> And then yeah, Eric is just like, you know, or no, she's like, I think we've heard enough for today. We've yeah. heard about all we can handle. Um, yeah, so that's going to be out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't listen to him. Eric is talking about Jack to the Dean. And he's like, don't listen to him. He deserves the same grade that I do. Yeah. He worked just as hard. And she's like, deal. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, and then she asks Feeney to stay after. He's like, I have to stay after school. She's like, nothing so dramatic. (laughs) Yes, but she then talks about how clearly he left the school, but teaching never left him. It's like, that's what we do. We're teachers. We teach. She thought she was walking away from it when she became the dean, but here she is back again. Yeah. I mean, when you went into your master's of education, that's all that anyone did was just get up and teach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Every Tuesday and Thursday, just. You just, you know, you never can hardly ever get a word in from all the teaching. Yeah. No one pursues higher education in, in, well, after the education being educator because they can't. No. That would be ridiculous. Put them in a classroom. They teach. I don't know. <laughs> I can't I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm just, I got, I got, I got, it's I got, I got the music in me. I got to give them an assignment. I got to give them an assignment. <laughs> <laughs> we got to, everybody, everybody quick, think, pair, share. um i was in my my student so i help a um boy with um he's in a wheelchair i won't talk about him his particular stuff he's in a wheelchair and he can't really use his hands so i like take notes for him and stuff Mm -hmm. in classes just get to hang out with him all day um which is a pretty it's pretty sweet gig to be honest um it's hard work but um 
and we were in his world history class and they started telling the history of like Judaism and man, I wanted to jump in there <laughs> and to be like, actually what you're saying is a common misconception. Let's talk about it. Well, it's just like that class you were in last year where he was talking about how Egypt was capitalistic. Yeah. Um, that was very different. <laughs> yeah. The, my, my student actually almost had that teacher, and I went to his teacher of record, and I was just like, no. <laughs> Please, no. Yeah, I, no. And she was actually like, oh, yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> yes, yeah, our district where we can't, don't bring politics into the classroom, except for those kind. Yeah, yeah. This guy spends almost every class talking about how capitalism is the best system ever and how people would be lazy and worthless if they didn't constantly compete and competition brings out the best in people. He can do that all he wants. Yeah, you know, we say that, but tonight when I was reading a book to my son, we were reading Richard Scarry's Cars and Trucks and Things That Go. And if competition breeds success, where is my alligator-shaped car? I'm saying. Why does every single car look the same? And none of them are shaped like an alligator. Why do successful people (laughs) who uh, competed their way to the top almost universally turn out to be awful, awful, awful people? (laughs) <laughs> I worked hard to pay off all my loans, and we shouldn't give people a handout. Is this you? That was a yeah. fun fun Twitter trend for yeah, a while. The PPP loans. Especially when the White House just started doing it. Yeah. yeah. People are like, those are actually more like grants. They're called PPP loans. It's called a loan. What are you talking about? It literally says. Um, anyway, yeah. So I don't know how we got here, but yeah. Teachers, we teach. And mm-hmm. he's like, I guess you picked a poor partner, Rachel. And Rachel says, I'd rather have you as a teacher than a partner. Yeah, you're a terrible partner. <laughs> Actually, he seemed like a pretty good partner because he seems like one who would do all the work. Yeah, no joke. Um, and then she said, I'd rather have you as a colleague than a student. Call me. Mm-hmm. And she walks out and fe- and we get the first real. Mm-hmm. The first real recognizable, this is what you would call it. Feeny call. call. It has not happened before this moment in season six. We've had him scream Feeny at the back door. Mm -hmm. But never the Feeny. Yeah. Which is so weird to me because it's such an iconic Mm -hmm. art. Like even like Girl Meets World felt a strong need to parody it. And like people talk about the Feeny call being one of the most iconic parts about Boy Meets World. This is... Season six, episode four. Yeah. It's just sort of tossed in there. Yeah. Um, it is very funny. And then after he's done, because he adds in like a wow, ow, wow, wow. Get it, Mr. Feeney. And then go Feeney. Like, go Feeney. Feeney just like keeps staring at him and then he's like, let's go, Jack. <laughs> and he turns and walks away with Jack. <laughs> that's the end of that storyline. Yeah, that was a nice little story. Yeah. <clears throat> but and that's the episode. We can just Move on. Should we call? See, mm, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Um, I guess to balance that, I'll do a two. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun little uh, B plot, though. I liked it. Um, then back to the A plot, I guess. I guess. The friendly persuading. Um, yeah. Corey gets to his dorm room, and there is a rubber band on the door. Mm-hmm. And he's very. Does that happen right now? I don't think that even happens right now because John, or John tells Corey that they've broken up. Oh, he's yeah. just like, 
it, we cut to Corey staring at the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yes, that that is how it goes. Um, Topanga's like, you have to go in sometime, and so she goes in the jacked dude in the towel. Yeah, he's like, my girlfriend's in there. And he's so like, cool. all right. So he rips off the dude's towel. <laughs> Topanga walks out of the bathroom just like. Yeah, in a daze. Yeah, just like, oh, my. And then Sean comes out. And he's just like, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, of course, he's holding this towel the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Corey, you got to go in there. Girls shower in there. Naked. And Corey's like, what do you care? You have your own naked girl. Uh, presumably. Yeah. Eventually. eventually. At, some, at some point in her career. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, we, we broke up. And he's like, but why? She was the perfect woman for you, and there will never be another. Yeah. yeah. You this, absolute fool. This is the part where I wish like someone would just slap Corey. <laughs> <There's, laughs> we should do a, a, a rewatch where it's just uh, like a commentary track where we say, and this is the point in the episode where someone needs to slap him. Yeah. <laughs> just a slap Corey count. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you and I, when this whole thing is over, can be can can binge it. Binge like we'll get junk food and teas and alcohol, and we'll just set aside like two days. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep a slap count, and we will binge this show and keep a slap count of how many times we think Corey needs to be slapped. <laughs> And we'll just go through it episode by episode for like one of our finales. It'd be it'd be great. I actually think this is a beautiful idea. What a great ending. <laughs> um, yes, but he's just like, how could you be broken up? Yeah. And then Topanga comes in and she's like, he's like, have you heard? She's like, yeah, Angela told me. I think they're both handling it very mature. And he's yeah, like, mature, mature isn't breaking up. Out. It's getting back together. Forgiveness, reconciling. That's mature. Yeah. Not breaking up, and it's like, okay, Corey, bring it down. You and I worked in or were in college for a very long. Mm-hmm. This like high school sweethearts breaking up with orientation is kind of the norm. <laughs> yeah, if not before. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's because again, and we've talked about this so many times. You've experienced so little actual world. <laughs> yeah, he's it's like, the name you of the know, show. you'll never find anyone better. No, he doesn't know that, Corey. You don't know that. Yes, we've been over this in multiple episodes. It's just so frustrating. Like, and then Topanga's like, "I'll be your friend no matter what." And he's like, "Corey," and Corey's like, "I'll be your friend." He's like, "No matter what," and I know you'll end up together in the end. I'm just like, "Shut up, shut yeah. up." No, thanks, Corey. Like, you don't have to believe in the undying uh, love and eternal glory, <laughs> like. You just need to be okay with it. Yeah. This is normal. It's what's best. Mm -hmm. And it's like, not your thing to be upset about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I did not connect with any of it. I wanted to slap him. And then, um, then we got to him arriving at the dorm. (laughs) He's like, Ooh, a rubber band. And he takes it off the doorknob. He's like, this is a good one. Uh He goes inside and Cameron is in there. Mm -hmm. Just talking. They're just talking. I'm back. It was the pup. Um, but they're just talking. Yeah, they're just chatting. And uh, Sean's like, or do you know what it means? There's a rubber band on the door. He's like, that there's a present for me. <laughs> he's very Eric in that. Um, yeah. That delivery. And he's like, it means the room is occupado. He's like, how can you be in there with him? He's like, we're just talking. 
Yeah, it's like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Corey leaves, and who should walk by but Angela? And Corey feels like it's his need, his he needs to somehow cover for Sean. Yeah. Yeah. So he does the only funny joke in the entire show. He's stretching the rubber band. He pretends to that he's doing a workout routine with the rubber band. Mm-hmm. And then Angela says, you don't need to do that, Corey. And he's like, thanks, but I didn't get this body by accident. <laughs> oh, feel the burn. Yeah. And I'm doing the motion like anybody can see. Yeah. I mean, it's a very like kind of phallic uh-huh. motion, which I think was kind of the point. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, and then they just talk and she's like, it, it, I mean, it basically ends with Corey being like, well, as your friend. And she's like, Corey, let's not kid ourselves. You and I were never really friends. Mm-hmm. And that sends Corey into a spiral. Yeah. It's just the most annoying spiral. <laughs> um, next we're with Topanga. And Corey's just like, why doesn't, why isn't she my friend? Why doesn't she like me? He just like, can't get over it. Yeah. And, She's like, how many times did you like pull her aside? And this is so annoyingly entitled. Like, it is so annoyingly like, everyone likes me. I'm Corey. He was the prom king for some reason. For whatever reason. It's because Feeney rigged it. <laughs> um, His brother was counting the votes. Yeah. Um, 200 mules, I bet. Or something but- like that. But it's this annoying thing where Topanga keeps giving him good reasons why Topanga, where why Angela would say that. He's like, but I'm, but I'm Corey. <laughs> Gosh darn it, people like me. Yeah, and then she shows him a rubber band, and she's like, we get out of the room to ourselves. And he's like, oh. So they make out for like two seconds, and he, he's like, she's like, what? He goes, how could she not like me? <laughs> I can think of some reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Tape record yourself. Mm-hmm. This is so weird coming off of three episodes where we liked Corey. I know. <laughs> but I mean, it had to fall apart sometime. Yeah, it had to. Uh, I, I think we, we started off really positive. He got two MVPs in a row. He did. What, it's high five Mike that wanted us to not say bad things about Corey, right? Uh, yeah, this is. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm <laughs> sorry, Mike. <laughs> He's doing it to himself this time. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to justify. Yeah. I mean, this it is, is very Corey. easy to justify because he's just like this middle class white kid. Yeah, this like entitled little brat. Um, and so, yeah, for him to feel this way of like, how could someone not like me? Because um, I feel like I've felt this way in my life. I mean, I feel like I'm generally likable. Um, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I. Th- this has never been me. But you don't have to like me. I don't care. And I think there's like an added element to, to what you just said for Corey in this episode that gets on my nerves. Like he's this middle class white kid who has like the perfect girlfriend, was prom king, has a best friend that's always below him, so he always feels elevated. Like there's like this level of like him thinking that that change is bad. That's really kind of pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's like why would anything change? My life is great. Yeah, he's the. Guy still in his hometown 20 years later wearing his letter jacket. Yes. But not because it's Corey. Yeah. He's like, he's just like, why would I, why would we change it? Why would you change it? Why would you want something different, Sean? Mm-hmm. And he's just like not self-aware enough to realize like, hey, you're an entitled brat. Uh-huh. Change is good and change happens. And the best days aren't behind us. Yeah, Every stage of life I've enjoyed more than the last. Yeah, 
I would agree. It just gets better. Yeah, so I can't wait for retirement. <laughs> what a great time that will be. Like any of people our age are ever going to retire, but whatever. Yeah, but, you know, one can dream. One can dream. Um, but yeah, so he's obsessing about this, and then he comes into Angela's room, and he sent her flowers and balloons, balloons. and she's like, go away. Understandably so. He, he at one point says, like, didn't we figure out how Stella got her groove back together? She's, She's like, like we're so my good. brother. So hit my brother. Um, and she's like, go away. Like, and he just won't. He won't leave her. And he like, she's like, I'm going to the bathroom, the one place I know you won't follow me. And he almost doesn't. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, the power of friendship is greater <laughs> than, than my fear about the bathroom. The power of this one-sided friendship. Yes. And basically, he tells her, like, you're stuck with me. You might as well like me. <laughs> Let's Stockholm Syndrome this. What? Yes, yes, it's Stockholm Syndrome. He is basically forcing Stockholm Syndrome onto this girl. <laughs> Poor Angela. And, and she has, like, very good reasons. She's like, like, I feel like any of them are great consent questions. <laughs> like, I can't be around you right now because it reminds me of him, and that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, he should be like, totally get it. I respect that boundary you just set. Yeah. Um, but no. He doesn't. He's like, you have to get over it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be your friend. And it is like this Stockholm syndrome reaction. Like, she didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Even and though he's like, been zero effort to be her friend before now. Yeah. It's just the thought of not having the thing that he thought he had. Or he's like, he, he just can't imagine not being something. Mm-hmm. And then... He's like, but why are you, why do you, why are you hurt? Like it was mutual. And she's like, it's mutual because I told Sean it was mutual, but he broke up with me. He's like, just tell him. She's like, yeah, that's what every girl wants is mm-hmm. begged for me to stay with him. Yeah. I feel like Trina McGee throughout, especially, well, this is her main scene. She mm-hmm. just does like a really great job. Yeah, she's great. She does mm-hmm. a great job. Like being real real and uh, relatable. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah. It's just she just it was really good, but just like she still has feelings for Sean, and she hasn't told anybody even Topanga doesn't know. And so it kind of boils down to if you want to be my friend, like you have to keep this secret. Yeah, and like it's special because I only told you. Mm-hmm. Nobody else knows, and he's like, okay. He's like, great, I got what I wanted. I'm good. <laughs> Friends. Yeah. Then we get the. <laughs> The, the one told your life was gonna be this way. That was probably not matched up. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, so we get the tag at the end. Um, Corey is taking a shower, and Topanga's like... cleanest boy in school. Yeah, Topanga's like, that's like your seventh shower today. He's like, I know, I'm the cleanest boy in school. We can see those rubber band workouts have really been working for him, because he, he looks pretty good. He's, he's a good-looking guy. He's pretty. He's got some definition. Um, never mind. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> I was going to tell another story from the podcast, but just okay. listen to that podcast. Now, you know, you can listen to the podcast. This isn't. This isn't Pod Meets World Fever. Yes. Um, nor will it ever be. Celebrity podcasts, I still think, are a net negative. But you're welcome to come on the show, though. Yeah, you're welcome. We will sell out for you. Don't get me or wrong. If you want us to come on yours, we'll do that too. <laughs> 
Um, we won't add quite the same thing as many of your other guests have. I don't think we're quite on the level of like Lance Bass. We are the only true keepers of the lore of this show, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've cemented ourselves in that role. Yeah, I mean, the only true keepers of the actual lore of this show. I mean, is, does Lance Bass know about the Hell Dimensions? I mean, if he listens to this show, probably. Lance Bass, if you're listening, come on the show. I want to talk about the time you were the voice of Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. Ooh, that'd be a good thing to talk about. It was only in the first one, right? I don't I didn't know he was the voice of Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. I'm going to look this up. I think it was just the first one. I mean, there's a Sephiroth fight in two as well. I know, but I think the voice was different. I'm a, I'm a Lance Bass ride or die. Well, in Kingdom Hearts... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Just the first one. Sad. But yeah. Who knew? I did. You didn't. I didn't. <clears throat> but he wants to come and talk about that. I feel like we have a really nice intersection of date wanting to date Topanga and Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we are really the only people. We're it. Lance, we're your only option. Come on our show. <laughs> Mr. Bass. I think you're a delight. Have your people call our people. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the, then they all brush their teeth, and then Corey comes in, and he's like, hey, guys. Hey, Angela. And and Sean comes in. Yeah, Sean comes in, and Sean's like, Corey, what's up? And he looks at Angela very awkwardly and then looks straight forward and goes, nothing. <laughs> Topanga's like, what about that guy in our econ class? Should we set up Angela with him? And he's like, nah, I don't think so. No, it's too soon. He seemed pretty, like, cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Not terribly, Not terribly cool. And that's the end of the episode. I don't know what to mm -hmm. tell you. There it is. There's not much to this one. No. Which, again, this is like a fourth episode where something big happens in a row. But these are not big episodes. Mm -hmm. They don't have like that big Boy Meets World episode feel. Yeah. It's not like, and then they get drunk and they have to have an intervention. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's all of season six or maybe it's just this beginning of season six. But something, it's just not, it's not clicking mm -hmm. in like the normal Boy Meets World way. And I'll be interested to see if that continues or not. Yeah, I know there's some big stuff coming this season. Yeah. But it just hasn't yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll just be interested to see. Because, like, before, you know, you had obviously big stuff like um, going to Disney World or something. Mm -hmm. um, but you also just had a way of, like, making little stuff seem big sometimes. Uh-huh. Or but, just, like, it really fits in with the formula and the feel of the show. Like, yeah. this doesn't feel the same. No, there's I mean, something... There's something off. It's harder to like, it's harder to track with. It's harder to like get invested in. And even the big things just seem like little things. Mm -hmm. Oddly is, enough. It, is it us who's changed? Maybe. But I feel like even in late season five, we were still like, oh, this one was a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't really felt that of like, this is a memorable, big, like iconic, mm -hmm. something major happens. Which is funny because Corey and Topanga got engaged and eloped. Yeah, like a lot. Like, and then Rachel moves in. Rachel moves in. Then we got like they move into the dorm room, and now we've got Sean and Angela break up, and all of it just seems so. I don't minor. know what it seems minor. Yeah, it seems minor. Like Corey and Sean had a radio show one time, and I feel like that's a way bigger deal than anything that's happened. <laughs> like, not not actually a bigger deal, but like the episode made that 
seem a like a big deal. And maybe it's because like they're not really learning lessons anymore. <laughs> like they ever really did that all consistently. Yeah, it was all Philly shenanigans. There were no lessons actually learned. Uh, well, there were in the radio episode. That's true. That one wasn't a Philly shenanigan though. That one wasn't. So yeah, I don't. I don't know what it's been about these four episodes, but I just that's it. That's what happened. I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know what happens next. I am not looking forward to ne- next week's episode. Oh, oh no. I just I, remembered what it was. Me neither. I I talk about this a lot. But when we started this podcast, I thought of like two to three episodes immediately. One of them is still next season. One of them already happened. It was the second Sean Corey fight mm-hmm. that we hated, I think, last season. With Lionel? Yeah, with Lionel. And then the other one was next week's episode. I just... My dog has fleas is the only thing that can save it. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. we got a real cheery one coming up next week. Maybe maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm going to do some research on that artist. Maybe, because I know she was a real artist at the time. Yeah, maybe that can be the fun emphasis of our entire episode. It's talking Somewhere. about art. But it's we're getting to this episode that I just do not care. But... I was pleasantly surprised by a few episodes this series. So So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we need to finish up this episode. So first thing we need to do is give it a rating. Yes. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Wow. That's way higher than I thought. I'm giving it a seven. The the Jack, Eric, Rachel Feeney side of it boosts it. Sure. I think if I was giving... Just the Corey side, I'd give it like a four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd probably give the, their side a seven, so I'll settle on a six. Okay. Sure. So let's see. That's a seven, six, which equals 6.5. 6.5. So this season, our highest rated episode so far was last week, Ain't College Great, at a 7.75, followed yeah, by it? his answer at a 6.75. Then this one, followed by her answer in fourth place at 6.25. Wow, we really didn't like her answer. No, we were not fans of that one. I, um, I felt like I liked those first two episodes, but I guess um, maybe you really didn't. I gave both of them a six, and you gave one a seven and a half, and the next one a six and a half. Okay, that makes so, sense to me. Did you give last week's like an eight? Uh, I think I gave it an eight and a half. Because I, I, really I gave that one a pretty low score. I feel you gave it a seven. Oh, I probably just did that. <laughs> you know what? It's great. It's done. It's done. It's written. It's printed in digital ink. I would probably give the first episode of this season the highest score, which I probably actually did. I think you did. Isn't it nice that this is in a spreadsheet now? Yes. Yeah, that's your highest score so far is the first episode. <laughs> My highest is a 7.5. Looking great. We're loving it. We're loving um, it. MVP. Um, Feeny? That's what Angela? I was thinking. I was kind of in a toss-up between Feeny and Angela. Um, Feeny? Uh, I, I think Feeny. Yeah, Feeny. I like, I like Angela, but I also don't like that she gave in to Corey. Yeah, I really like Angela. She's the saving grace of that plot line, for sure. Um, but they kind of make her like kind of a crazy girlfriend. Not that I think that that's a uh-huh. thing, but like it's kind of the... the, the Stereotype stereotype they give her right at the beginning and then she just needed to tell Corey to respect her boundaries and go away. Mm-hmm. Like, Corey, I'm telling you in plain English what I want you to do right now and you're not listening to me. Yeah. 
You so, need to back off. Um, yeah. MVP. Feeny MVP. Um, Angela, definitely an honorable mention. Trina, MVA, most valuable mm-hmm. actress. Yes, she's indeed. Good. She's great. Um, and then I literally, before we even talked about it, was going to call this one Boy Meets Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is very true because that's exactly what happens. So yeah, because it's it's a good contradiction of like friendly, was it? Friendly persuasion. Friendly persuasion, yeah. That's a nice way of saying Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens. He wears her down. Yeah, he wears her down. Um, yeah, and that's it. We did it. We did. It's the self-congratulatory, we did it. Mm-hmm. Like when you clap at the end of an airplane ride. Yeah. We did it, guys. <laughs> we survived. We all came together and made oh, died. metal fly. Um, yeah. So we haven't had a lot of guests. We got two coming up for episode six and seven. Um, Ooh, don't we know do. if we'll have a guest next week. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to subject anyone to that. Yeah. It might be nice to bring in eyes who have not seen the episode. Mm-hmm. And see if, like, because we're kind of by we've We've kind of shown our bias already. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Um, so it might be like, maybe we'll we'll talk about that off. We'll talk off air. But but for episode six and seven, we have guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting with the return of guests. Um, yeah, we're chugging along with season six. Um, I don't know if season six gets better. I really don't. I've always said that I think people overreact, and I really like the college stuff of Boy Meets World. Um, but I always knew that this this podcast would put the truth of that to the test. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's gems in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am too. We just um, haven't struck upon them yet. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm, I'm still very positive. Yeah, me too. Even now, like people talk about season seven being the worst season. I'm like, I remember season seven. It's not that bad. So I think we're going to have a good time. We'll see. I'm still, um, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it picks up. I don't think it's picking up next week, but we could be wrong. Who knows? Who knows? Um, do we want to share our big news? No, let's wait a week. Well, okay. this comes out in two weeks. Do we want to? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. We have a website. We do. Boymeetsworldfever.com. Yeah. Uh, we have be- boymeetsworldfever.com. I was going to say BG World Fever, but that's not true. Just boymeetsworldfever.com. Yeah, our, our wonderful friend made it for us. Um, right now it is functionally useless. By the but time you're hearing it, it may have lots more functional functional yeah. usefulness. I don't Please know. To see the episodes. Um, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna throw some stuff up there. Um, I don't know, maybe a place where we could kind of chronicle some some timeline and like kind of a blog style area. Yeah, we need to get to work on that. Yeah, that may be another reason to do that binge rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, just to like, like kind of cement down what we know of the time. Need to pour over my old notes. Yeah, um, man, we have a po- we have a website. Go check it out. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. It's good. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, there will be links to all of our social media, um, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's it's a website. Yeah, in the way um, the websites are, make it your homepage. Uh, yeah, make it your own page. I've never had a website before. I don't know how, you, how to make something your homepage, but make it your homepage. Um, I kind of wish we had like a guest book, like the early 90s website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sign in. Say you visited. Uh, we, we might. 
we might talk about adding that because it's like a 90s because we are going to transition this website to our tgif um whenever that ends up happening so um maybe just for the 90s nostalgia i don't know yeah the big inspiration that i had when i told our friend what to make was the space jam website um because it was the same for over 20 years until they were closer to releasing the new one and then they changed it and ruined the internet yeah ruined it they didn't change it they ruined it Mm -hmm. they killed it and danced on its grave Man, I wish Flash was still a thing and we could make a Flash game. <laughs> I wish so too, man. That would be so fun. Did I, you ever did you ever used to play? Probably not, because you played like real games. But like Cartoon Network, Flash games. Oh yeah, yeah, of course I did. There's like the, the, the Gundam. There's the Gundam. Yeah, the Gundam like chess one yes. with the rock, paper, scissors. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There was one that was the cartoon cartoon summer. It was like an adventure game. Ooh, I didn't play that one. Uh, or but you, I don't. Really, I think you could be different characters, but there was like this big resort where all the cartoon cartoon characters were staying, and you had to go around. And they were some of them were like missing items, and you had to go find them around the. Uh, oh, resort. it was like a point and click adventure, right? For a little bit. It was oh, awesome. I do have vague memories of this. It was fun, but it's um, it's, it's gone now. And to never. My favorite it. one to this day, I think about this game sometime. It was Dragon Ball Z, and you had like. So you had buttons on the bottom that showed what corner of the screen you wanted to fly to. And then once you clicked that, you would click an attack you wanted to do. And then you kind of had to guess where the other enemy was going to go and mm-hmm. like aim your attack in that direction um, to damage them. And if you flew to the same corner of the screen, you would like do a quick battle where both of you would take damage and then pop back to your original starting positions. But it was... It was so simple because all it was was like pick a corner, fly to that corner, pick an attack. Where do you where, aim this attack? And there were like some attacks that could attack two squares and some attacks that could like there was a homing um, attack that could find them, but it didn't do very much damage. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like fun. It was a, it was great. There was another DBZ one too, but I'm, I'm struggling to remember what it was. Yeah, I just really remember the Gundam one and uh, <clears throat> the cartoon cartoon one. Those have got to be archived somewhere. I'm going to go find them. Okay. You let me know. I will. Um, yeah. But you can check that out. You can always feel free to tweet at us at BG World Fever on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm trying to post more on Instagram. I just kind of fell out of it. There were days. There were days maybe a year and a half ago where we were just, I felt like a king of Instagram. Yeah, we're killing it. Um, not anymore. I feel like it's too much work for anybody. Social yeah. media is the real work. Yeah, and I don't like it. I would rather pour and smooth concrete than social media. I'd just rather pour myself a nice cold Texas tea. Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, we, we did get a message from our friend Charlie saying he was half expecting but glad we didn't name the first episode of this season Boys Meet an Eventual Adult Film Star. Yes, which we'd sort of address like we know this is the trajectory yeah but that has nothing to do with boy meets world so yeah so we're just not gonna talk about it it's not our wheelhouse she is free to chase her bliss um so yeah i think that's that's it yeah i don't think we've got any pressing listener mail other than charlie's message Mm -hmm. so i think we did it i think we did it so everyone clap everyone clap we did it we're giving ourselves two we made it through the announcements. Yep. Like at the end of a church service. We did it. 
Um, now stay for the worship session. When the storm means world. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. See, I was going with a worshipful version of the theme song. I'm so glad you're in my life. What, what are you doing? I'm so glad you came to save us. To save us. You came from heaven to earth. To show the way from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Uh-huh. So long, world. <laughs> so, so long, world. <laughs>